0: Listen the way you want. Now we returned on the morning drive. News talk
1: W V M T. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Monday morning and joining us in studio as he does every month. It's the National Republican Committee Man for the state of Vermont, Jay Shepard. Good morning, Kurt.
2: Good morning, good morning, Jay. morning Anthony. How good are morning, you? Morning. Good morning. We're doing well.
1: Yeah. So, Jay, what are you thinking on the Not quite the eve, but pretty close. A week from today is the Iowa caucuses. New Hampshire right right behind it eight days later.
2: I I think we're going to see some uh, interesting results. I think uh, things are really going to um, become clearer. Uh, I think we're going to have a good idea if this race is over or whether it's going to go for a while. That's right, because
1: if Trump were to blow past everybody in both Iowa and New Hampshire, would you say it's pretty much over?
2: I would say that if he gets over 50%, in both states, that it's over. Uh, I think you know we always question. Everybody loves polls or hates polls, depending on what what they are. Uh, they haven't been very accurate for a long time. Uh, we we've looked at the polls in Iowa. Uh, they haven't been right uh, before the caucuses. Caucuses are a crazy thing. Uh, so we'll find out. We'll find out for sure when people start to vote. Uh, two different ways of voting. You know, the caucuses versus the primary. Uh, New Hampshire is pr- pretty interesting because we don't know who's going to vote in what primary uh, because of the independents are able to select whatever ballot they want. open an open primary. The number. It's an open primary. Which means, interesting. And, and in fact,
1: a Democrat, like in Vermont, right? A Democrat can vote in a Republican primary and vice versa. Exactly.
2: They choose to. Exactly. And it really skews the results. I mean, it really allows outsiders to kind of play in your, in your game and kind of select uh, who... Who's going to win and who's not?
0: So, do you think uh, now, uh, in in your opinion, um, do you think it's going to be? It's either going to go one way or the other. They're, out outsiders are going to come in and vote for Trump because they 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 think that that's that's the person Biden can beat. So the Democrats are going to vote for Trump. Or do you think that there's a lot of people uh, they're going to cross the independents, not Democrats. The independents are going to cross because they like say a middle of the road person like Nikki Haley, uh, and and uh, or. Chris Christie, because he's anti-Trump. What do you think? Which do you think is potentially the 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 more likelihood of an outcome?
2: I think uh, that the more likely the outcome is that the independents, truly independents, will probably go for a middle-of-the-road candidate like Nikki Haley. I think you're going to find the anti-Trump people, uh, the Democrats that cross over to play in the game, will probably be voting for Chris Christie, uh, because they continue to want him in the race, uh, if Chris Christie is in the single numbers, you know he's not going to become relevant any longer. Uh, he has said uh, that he is staying in through the convention because anything can happen in this this race uh, with all the things that are going on with the former president. So he's he's going to be in whether he does well, whether he does three percent or whether he does twelve percent. Uh, he's in through the long run. It'll be interesting uh, where the, the second place and one of the things that we've, we're learning very much is. To watch Donald Trump's campaign, early on, he was after uh, Governor DeSantis every single day, hammering him every single day. And I was at an event where he shared that, and somebody asked him the question, "Why are you so nasty? Why are you so mean towards DeSantis?" And he said, "Well, he's number two. Yeah. Well, now we see it switched.
0: Yeah, now he's on the now
2: he's after Nikki Haley, uh, which kind of tells you what the internal polling say. Right. Uh, You know, there was one poll showing her within striking distance in New Hampshire. But again, the polls don't matter. Uh, Ted Cruz was number one in 2016 in Iowa going into the caucuses. That's right. Uh, I, might, I should take, take that back. Donald Trump was number one in the polls in Iowa before the caucuses. Uh, Ted Cruz won the caucus. But we also have to keep in mind that you know, the results of the caucus don't always matter because I don't remember President Cruz, President Huckabee, or President Santorum. Right, <laughs> good point.
1: Now, Jay, and by the way, we're talking to Jay Shepard, Vermont's Republican National Committee man. If you have a question for Jay, give us a call on the Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline, triple eight four one four zero three zero three. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, uh, now because Jay, Jay takes on all comers, right?
2: It, I love it when somebody disagrees with me because they need to learn. <laughs> And if we don't give if we don't give you the opportunity to understand your mistakes, then how do you become a better person for it and I think that's my only criticism of uh, President Biden isn't because it's i'm nasty or I'm mean I'm trying to help the man grow i mean he's been wrong about so many things that if we can get him to change one thing, you know close the dang border well
0: eight million people's not that many jay
2: you know, and they're friends of his. It's only, it's only
0: 16 times the size of Vermont.
2: <laughs> so close the border, do something with foreign policy, you know, do something about ships being attacked, do something about Yemen, send a message to China, let them know, do something about the price of food and gas. Oh, we're all excited he's lowered the price of gas. Well, that's like the guy who burned, sets your house on fire and then comes in with a fire extinguisher. You know, he's not going to put the whole fire out with that fire extinguisher. He's not going to get us back to where we were when President Trump was our president.
1: Now, let me ask you this, Jay. You mentioned that, and we had the Lieutenant Governor Dave Zuckerman on Thursday, and he was asked about that very issue, and he said, uh, look, inflation is not Biden's fault. He said this has been a worldwide phenomenon ever ever since the pandemic for a variety of reasons that he stated, and he said, so inflation was going to happen. Uh, Republicans are seizing on that issue but it's it's actually under control now uh, and it's and it wasn't Biden's fault to begin with. So what do you say to that?
2: I uh, I mean I I like Dave Zuckerman. I think he's an interesting guy. And if you want to have some fun for lunch, I think he's a good guy to have fun for lunch. But I'm not going to take economic advice from a socialist, uh, <laughs> and some guy who is raising far you know raising some animals on a farm. I'm not saying he doesn't know anything about it. But for him to you know inject that you know he's this expert on inflation and he understands how all that works. No, I'm going to have to pass on that one David, but I if you want to talk about carrots, I'm more than happy to have that conversation and respect your views on carrots. All right.
0: There we go. <laughs> Wasn't pulling any punches there. Okay. So, uh I'm going to run this theory by you cuz I'm a conspiracy theorist. Or maybe maybe it is maybe it's just blatantly obvious at this point. So, we've got uh we've got unelected officials in Maine. Uh, taking uh, potential, uh, not potential, people running for president off the ballot. We've got, you know, in, in Colorado, they had a, a, they didn't actually have a trial. I'm not sure how. Anyway, the point being is uh, this unelected official uh, in Maine has spent time at the White House doing selfies with Joe Biden. Now she goes to Maine, she takes his, Joe Biden's opponent off, and they want it to go. They want it to go to the Supreme Court so they can say, We've got to change the Supreme Court. This MAGA Supreme Court's ending democracy. They're tr- th- this whole thing is pre-planned.
2: Well, I want to correct you a little bit, Anthony, on one thing. You, you say you might be a conspiracy theorist. Most of all of these conspiracies that have happened over the last 50 years have become true. So I, uh, maybe yeah. you're just predicting and you're understanding things ahead of time. A couple of things here. One is they're using the insurrection clause in their constitutions to uh, deny president trump from being on the ballot first of all who has been charged with insurrection in this country who's been uh convicted of insurrection in this country not one january 6th person who was protesting at the capitol has been indicted in insurrection charges right so there is no insurrection they haven't even been indicted they haven't been charged any of that this uh, secretary of state in maine Wonderful. She's raising all kinds of money for a future run. Hmm. So if you look at, if you want to really. And she know, ran
1: against Susan Collins, right?
2: Yes. And she's going to run again for governor or against Susan Collins. So the real goal of all these people is to get their name in the headlines and to raise money. And who's the easiest target? President Trump and sure. Republicans. So I'm kind of, I'm tired of this money grubbing people who don't know the law that exerts authority in unelected positions and that really needs to change
0: yeah i think and i think that the push is is hard and they're going to do whatever has to happen so it goes to the supreme court and if the supreme court isn't unanimous they're going to scream bloody murder that the supreme court like abc news uh one of the one of the uh correspondents today said the supreme court is injecting itself into the election
2: well they, they stayed out of it in you know the 2020 election in in deemed the, the right result, let the right result happen when President George W. Bush was elected. And I'm going to be one of those screaming, too, if it's not a unanimous decision. Because there is nothing more clear than the fact that you cannot deny somebody access to the ballot because you don't like them.
0: Now, I'm going to point out right now, we just made news that Jay Shepard agrees wholeheartedly with the governor of California, Gavin Newsom.
1: Uh
2: it not, should be a unanimous decision. Is this decision. the beginning? Of, it should be a know, unanimous know, decision. Yeah. Gavin a, Newsom said that. It, it's a travesty of justice if it is not a unanimous decision. And I think what you're going to find out is that the majority is right. And whoever is the outlier in this decision certainly is not following the in case law and not following history in this country. And Jay, doesn't all this just seems to help Trump, just seems to solidify
1: him, gets people more behind him as sort of a martyr that hey, if the Democrats are going to go after him like this, try to keep him off the ballot, all these indictments, they seem to rally around Trump more than ever, and it's taking the oxygen, isn't it, out of all the other Republican candidates to
2: some degree? It it really does because, you know, the one good thing about America, and especially Republicans, is that when we see injustice out there, we want to protect it and we want to fight against it. We want to make sure that we're not allowing bad things to happen to good people. And I think even if... Uh, President Trump is not your first choice, what, what's happening to him and what they're doing to him is a total injustice and we really need to do something about it.
0: All right, well, we're going to take a quick uh, two-minute break and we will be back with Jay Shepard, the McKenzie... This
1: is The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, where we're continuing our discussion now with Jay Shepard, Vermont's National Republican Committee. Man, if you have a question for Jay, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. And and of course, we know the Iowa caucuses are a week from today. New Hampshire is right behind that eight days later, so it's really going to start to uh, percolate now for sure. Voters are going to start to weigh in. And Jay, I want to ask you this. So Nikki Haley appeared to be surging, and maybe she still is. But I want to ask you this: There was a poll that came out that had her within. It was thirty-three twenty-nine. At least one poll in New Hampshire. And I know you said the polls don't matter, but there was a poll that had her surging in New Hampshire, and and some thought that she was surging in Iowa. But then she had this this uh, person stood up and asked her about the Civil War, kind of an odd question. But they asked her about the Civil War, and she went on this kind of uh, monologue, but she never mentioned slavery, and that turned out to be a big issue in the press. And, of course, Chris Christie and DeSantis both hit her hard on it. Um, The second thing that she said, which was a little bit odd in a way, was in New Hampshire, she said, look, Iowa's going to be voting, and then you people here in New Hampshire all get the opportunity to correct what the people in Iowa did. And DeSantis really nailed her on that one. Do you think those two were missteps, first of all, and personally, and then do you think that it's going to hurt
2: her in either state. Well, I, I don't think it'll hurt her in either state. And, and are they missteps? Every, every day a candidate will say something that the press or the opponents will be able to attack. I think she was being very accurate in terms of the, the voting in Iowa, and New Hampshire, because I think DeSantis has the lead in Iowa. Uh, if you're other than Trump. And I think you're going to see that he's worked it harder. He spent more money there. He spent more time there, more effort in Iowa uh, and I think Nikki was hedging her bet a little bit in terms of, I need New Hampshire, that I don't think I'm going to do that well in Iowa. And I think you have somebody coming on and talk about the Iowa caucuses on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they'll explain how the process works. And I think you're going to see some momentum. You're going to see some people shifting away for the anti-Trump people will start getting together and look around the room and see where they can make an impact and where they can make a difference. So she's very worried about that. Uh, some of the things she talked about in New Hampshire she talked about you know it's different, and you campaign differently in Iowa than you do in new hampshire and, and that w- was an accurate statement on her part that was she was taken apart a little bit about that saying i 'm a different person in Iowa than I am in New Hampshire, but the reality is that you do campaign differently it's a different way that they vote it 's a different way of reaching the people. you spend more money on the airwaves in one state than you do the other uh your caucus goers, your commitment, you know who's going to be voting. In Iowa, you don't necessarily know who's going to be voting in, in New Hampshire. So all of that's true. And in terms of the, the slavery comments, uh, I think it was a mistake on her part. Uh, I didn't think she thought through it. I think when you're from the South, you you, I think a lot of people know that the Civil War was dominated by the slavery issue. I think she was trying to show that there was more to it than just that. Uh, and left out what she assumed everybody agreed on, that slavery was the biggest issue and the reason for the Civil War.
1: I mean, it kind of, I know she didn't intend it this way, but it kind of made it sound like when she talked about states' rights, hmm. some people looked at that as issue she was saying states' rights to keep slavery. I know she didn't mean it that way, but it really, it wasn't good. But that's kind of what it was. It was a states' rights issue. This. Oh, yeah, but you don't want to be sound like if you're going to be president that you thought that was okay for states' rights to to have states' rights that meant you could keep slavery?
0: Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't perceive her saying that. I, but I didn't think, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Not mentioning slavery, in, in, until you hear this whole uproar. Oh, I, I, th- I think
1: th- you've got to mention slavery. First. If you're asking about the Civil War, the first thing out of your mouth should be slavery.
2: I, I agree with you, Kurt. Uh, it was about slavery. You have to talk about slavery. Yeah. If you don't, you're, you're missing the boat. You can make some assumptions. You can make some mistakes. And, and that was not good for her. But getting back to slavery a little bit, you know, back in the, in the early 1800s, you know, I compared to the abortion issue, it's right and wrong. Uh, so what... What were we supposed to do in the 1800s? Just let it go because it's unpopular for Republicans. They're saying the same thing now about the abortion issue. Oh, Republicans let it go. It's not a winning issue. We can't let it go. We can't let it go that we allowed women didn't get the right to vote until the last century. You can't let things go. There has to be the, you need to stand up for what's right and what's wrong. And some of the Democrats are, you know saying we're going to win this issue so you republicans need to sit down or you're going to lose badly again and i'm hearing it from republican leaders around the country as well stay away from the issues about right and wrong good and evil and we have we have to speak out about what's right we can't say you know what's going on you know People have always, you know, hated the Jewish people. Well, just let it go. You know, it's going to continue to happen. We can't sit back and just let it go. We can't sit back and let things that are truly evil and just let them go. So we need to speak out as Republicans. You need to take a stand as a Republican and fight for what you believe in because it is what's made this country great and it's what's made civilization great. You can't just say, well, you know – You know, over 2,000 years ago, this Jesus guy was walking, you know, let it go. You know, he was taking a a bunch of heat, you know. You can't let it go. You need to fight for what you believe in. You need to speak your mind. And they are not conspiracy theories. There are conspiracies out there. I've seen them firsthand. It's just that when you're called a conspiracy theorist, you are probably just ahead of the curve because it's (laughs) happening. Anthony,
1: you're – Anthony's liking your your language now. I uh... – yeah, so you're willing, I, I listen, I totally get your principled belief on abortion. I, I totally understand you and others who believe so strongly in the pro-life position. But so you're willing to have Republicans, because it looks like that issue is has, clearly going to hurt Republicans. So you're willing to that to be front and center, even if it means that Republicans maybe lose the Senate, maybe lose the House and the presidency.
2: What I'm saying is I don't believe they will if they message it right. I think you're talking about states' rights issue, Anthony. You brought that up first. We need to be out there speaking the truth. And I think if you speak the truth and you say it with compassion in your heart and dignity, then you are going to bring people to your side. We can't be all over the place on, this is- on any of these issues. We need to speak our mind, speak our heart, and be firm in our convictions and not let them up. And before I forget... <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot more than I should. Or, <laughs> no, I no, keep no, going, keep fun. going. Good. But if you ever you know, speak to our Lieutenant Governor Zuckerman and, and he wants to come on and we do an hour conversation with him and myself and the two of you moderating it, I would love that opportunity to talk about world issues and economics <laughs> we'll with take, him.
1: We'll take that under advisement. Yeah, that'd be. Now one I want to uh, put that wh- down. I, I go back to. I want to go. Weird. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony's going to start doing the scheduling. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Gonna- <laughs> I'm going to turn scheduling. it over to him. No, I am. I don't mind <laughs> if he takes no, it no, over. No, I don't want to do the scheduling. I'm just, I just was like, my I God, want you to, though. Can
0: you imagine those two going at it? We wouldn't no, it have would to be. do anything. It Kurt. would be fun. We wouldn't
1: have to do anything. We could sit here and just All be right, like. All right, well, I want to go back now to, <laughs> to what we're talking about. So, Jay and is. And a, I'm
2: not running for lieutenant governor. <laughs> no, at, I, I, at I was joking. Point. Are you sure? <laughs> I didn't really
1: take it down. I was
2: just, I was like,
0: I'm like, God, that'd be funny.
2: Are you sure you're not running for lieutenant governor? I I'm not at a point where I'm making any uh, oh, future oh, decisions. Oh, 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 oh. What's that mean to you, Anthony? It's, I think he's thinking about.
0: it. I got to tell you. Well, we're we, there's an open call to service all the people that have been not getting involved in state politics. Uh, the way the state is going, if there's a lot of people upset, I've been we've been saying this is an open call, and maybe Jay I, is thinking about an open call. Maybe gonna, he's going
1: to rise rise to the occasion. I'm going to tell you, Anthony, right now. Don't, when you hear somebody say, I'm not ready to make an announcement. I know. What does that mean? You taught me. You, you <laughs> taught me well. Did you see my antenna? I was like, bam! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive.
1: Well, Nikki Haley's uh, speaking foibles and the topic of David Zuckerman uh, lend to my call. For Jay, to. He thought he was being funny and flip, uh, I wouldn't take advice from somebody who deals with animals and works
0: on a farm was the most ignorant thing I've heard in this new year, and that is saying something. Check
1: yourself, boy. Yeah, I think, I, actually, I had to say, I cringed a little bit when you said that, Jay. Um, is that kind of a knock against farmers? I mean, he no, is that's a farmer.
2: No, that's not a knock against farmer. I am not anti-farmer. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that some people, especially those in the public eye, need to stay in their lane. And for him to be talking about, you know, the world economic policies and what causes inflation nationally, he stepped out of his lane. And I didn't want to imply the fact that, and I, I mentioned he's great with carrots. I know that he is. That's his lane. He needs to stay in it. The point is that farmers have an opinion and they understand economics on the local scale very, very well. And some of them, some of them are very well versed on national issues and the national economy. I don't believe David Zuckerman is one of them with his socialist background. And
1: I will just say, I don't agree with Dave's point of view on that, but he, he can't talk
2: about that and talk uh, about his opinion? Oh, he certainly can. I mean, everybody has an opinion, uh, you know. So I, I think it's okay for him to talk about anything he wants. Well, and, and he and, does
1: that on a regular basis. Yes, yeah.
2: Uh, I, I, wa-
1: I want to ask you before we go off... You said as we went to the break when we were talking about Trump and the Supreme Court, the court cases and all the rest, and you said um, something's got to be done about it. What did you mean by that? When you say something's got to be done, do you mean at the polls or, or, or what?
2: I think, I think people have to understand. I think that there was no insurrection, and I think they're using all this insurrection clause as a way of keeping him off the ballot. The American people need to vote. And we have to have the opportunity to vote for people that we want to vote for. And I think anyone who says, you know, don't give people a choice in this country, don't allow them to vote, I think are making a mistake. And local authorities do not have the right to play in federal elections. And I think the the place to answer that question is the Supreme Court. And I'm glad they're taking the question on and clarify it so that we're going forward. And months ago, people called in this show and asked about uh Trump on the ballot and I said then that he will be on every ballot. He will be on every ballot.
1: All right, Jay. Give us a prediction. What's gonna what's the, who wins what's the margin oh, in? I Iowa. gotta get my prediction sheet.
2: I, I think you're gonna see that that Trump squeaks out a narrow victory over DeSantis. Squeaks out are you saying two five eight point I, I'm saying single digit. Single in,
1: digit win for Trump over DeSantis. In
2: uh Iowa he does not get over fifty percent. That he's in the the mid 40s, probably in the. Trump's 40s. not going to break 50%. He's Iowa. not going to
1: break. And he'll, and he'll have a single digit lead over DeSantis and Nikki Haley way back there.
2: Nick, Nikki Haley will be third. I think you're going to see a V Fake uh, not do well at all in any, whether it's New Hampshire or in Iowa. I think you're going to see uh, a tightening race in New Hampshire as well. And it'll probably be very similar to Iowa, except Nikki Haley will be number two in New Hampshire. So I take that. That that means you
1: say after Iowa and New Hampshire, the race is still going. It the race is not is, over.
2: The, still, the race goes to South Carolina. Uh, I believe that the Nevada caucuses are kind of a joke, so they will not play into it. I think you're going to see South Carolina be important, and then you're going to go we're, to Super Tuesday. We're out of time, but one real quick do you think it'll still be going by the time
1: the Super. Tuesday and Vermont weighing in, even though we're a little state, but we get to weigh in then. Do you think it'll still be going then?
2: It'll still be going very strong. 72% of all the delegates will be chosen by the end of March, so it will be over by the end of March. But not, it will go to Super Tuesday, and Su- Super Tuesday will be a big deal.
0: Do you think by Super Tuesday uh, DeSantis will be out? No. Okay, because they're talking about speculating he'll be out after Iowa. If he didn't Iowa, do did well Indiana. in Iowa. If,
2: if he does not come in second in Iowa, he's done. But a strong second. He has to have a strong second. Can't be Sing, second, single 30 digits. points behind. Single digits. Gotcha.
0: All right. All right, there we go. Thank you very much, uh, Jay Shepard, Republican committee man, for coming in. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll work on that uh, sparring uh, thing. No, just kidding. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with ABC News. Uh, Amanda's got the headlines. Dave Bush from Channel 3's got the weather for us. And then the Queen of Chalk.